Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Jobia. It's another episode of the Almost Daily Zencast, and I am your humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zemo. Today's episode COVID Kangaroo Court. Namaste, friends. As always, thank you for tuning in. Today is Thursday, May 14th, 12.15 Pacific Time. I am your eccentric, yet humble host, the incorrigible Mr. Zeppo, a fictional character from a literary genre you haven't started reading yet. Um, put an asterisk on that, put a big red pin on the board, and we'll come back to that later. COVID Kangaroo Court. I want to share with you uh, something that I've seen that's on the rise that I think, in a nutshell, encapsulates what we're going through right now. There is a movement, an apparent movement. There are means that would suggest a movement of anti-maskers. Now, I don't mean anti-vaxxers, although I'm sure there's plenty of overlap there. I mean people who oppose the idea of wearing face coverings for the purposes of medical mitigation, okay? And there's there's this two-pronged, muddied water, confusing, self-contradicting approach that the anti-maskers are somehow being prodded along. I have seen people who oppose wearing a mask, and mind you, I, I'm not sharing my personal opinion about the mask issue in this moment. I'm just sharing with you what I've seen coming out of, uh, you know, that gristmill of meme uh, that is the internet. According to anti-maskers, cloth face coverings, aka masks, cannot block the virus because of evidence supposedly contained 
in their documentation. They claimed that the masks cannot block the virus and were being lied to. And yet, simultaneously, the same overall crowd of people who refuses to wear a mask is shouting from the rooftops that masks block your oxygen. Now, I'm not claiming to be a medical professional. I'm not a doctor, uh, but I did study a wee bit of science back in the day, and to the best of my understanding, H2O molecules are infinitely smaller than living bacteria. So if the mask cannot block the bacteria because the bacteria is too small for the mask to filter it, how the bloody fuck can it block your oxygen? No response from the anti-maskers. Now, I'm not here to make fun of people who don't want to wear a mask. You don't want to wear a mask? Don't fucking wear one. I only wear one part of the time because, A, I think it's absolutely absurdly ridiculous that we get to dress up like bandits in order to be good guys. That's why I wear uh, my cowboy handkerchief on my face when I go to the grocery store. I also, quite ironically, do not wear gloves because, um, well, I have a nuanced position, right? But before we get to that, because it's not about me here right now, I'm trying to point out a pattern of self-contradicting, absurdist, clusterfucky bullshittery. We are being pitted against one another. We are being played, trolled, manipulated. And it's evidence like this that the same group of people will shout from the rooftops two radically self-contradicting things under the guise of the same proof that we're being manipulated. The anti-maskers, you know, they're saying that uh, this movement, this this... This mandatory requirement that we wear masks, which, by the way, to the best of my ability to discern, is not mandatory but strongly suggested, backed up with some threat of um, minor uh, social, um, uh, you know, fine. Uh, the way in which you know wearing a seatbelt is considered, uh, well, I guess that's technically mandatory. Um, I digress. To the best of my understanding, wearing the mask is, in some places, not mandatory. In other places, perhaps the word mandatory is being used. Um, but what I find interesting is that, okay, we get to this conundrum. We've got people yelling and screaming about how it's an infringement on our rights, that the government is doing this. But the government, to the best of my understanding, is not actually... Uh, in a, well, it gets really tricky, right? Because this government, this administration, is playing the science in every direction possible. So it makes it very difficult to get a clear, rational, sane interpretation. Uh, and what do I mean by that? Donald Trump is simultaneously applauded for fighting Big Pharma while also, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more, don't complain, don't complain, 
he rallies Big Pharma and surrounds himself with the CEOs of massive corporate entities and appoints them to his COVID-19 task force. Donald Trump, the president of the United States and supposed leader of the free world, a phrase I've never really quite been comfortable with, um, he simultaneously has dismissed the virus as no big deal, has promised us, very falsely, that it would miraculously go away by April. It didn't. It's now, we're now halfway through May, and it's raging. He's simultaneously fear-mongered it and dismissed it. He has vacillated, flip-flopped, and alternated back and forth so hard, so often, so fast, that uh, those of us trying to hold him accountable get nauseated. And those of us who love to support him uh, just pick and choose and ignore the rest. Mind you, I'm not a leftist. The left is not proving to me that they are not complicit in these shenanigans. Although they are very good at waving their white hats around and saying, look, 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 we're the white hats. So are the Republicans. In my humble opinion, these kinds of things, these kinds of self-contradicting statements coming from the same sources, that to me is evidence of an engineered echo chamber psyop of confusion. The Trump is fighting for your rights to not be vaccinated while simultaneously, two-facedly, telling America to get their vaccines. He's fighting Big Pharma. He's teaming up with Big Pharma. He's dismissing the, the disease as no big deal, but he's also a wartime president. How can he be a wartime president if this is no big deal and it's not a big problem and it's going to magically go away miraculously on its own? Do you see where I'm going with this? Character assassination has become so normalized that self-proclaimed open-minded critical thinkers turn to it thoughtlessly on all sides. The left is busy trying to make this all sound like it's completely Trump's fault. The right is busy trying to make Trump sound like a savior and pin it all on the Democrats. That's not really new. I noticed that pattern of us versus them ideological manipulation way back in the day when dear old Ronald Reagan was president. The big difference now is, of course, there is a disease that is spreading that may prove itself to be as deadly as some of the fear-mongering has touted it to be. The problem that we face right now, 
And this is evidenced, I think, in the way in which that kangaroo court, uh, you know, displayed itself all day today uh, as they uh, questioned this new whistleblower, Dr. Bright. Now, first things first, I didn't get to see all of it, but I did get to see a good hour-long worth of content there, uninterrupted. And uh, I would like to point out that Trump News, I'm sorry, Fox News refused to cover it live, instead focusing on the whole Obamagate thing and the dismissal of the supposed dismissal of the case against uh, Michael Flynn. Now, to the best of my understanding, and I do not pretend to be an expert in the law, I'm amazed at how many Trump supporters pretend to be experts at the law. But uh, to the best of my understanding, um, Mr. Barr over there at the DOJ has only requested that the court dismiss the case and has announced that they themselves will no longer pursue prosecution. But that's not the end of it. And as a fact of the matter, that in and of itself is not a vindication or an exoneration of Mr. Flynn. To, to drop a case under mysterious and potentially corrupt auspices is not to exonerate someone. To exonerate someone, I think, uh, to the best of my understanding, requires, or would in theory require, for the DOJ to bring evidence, not just the demand that the case be dismissed, the request that the case be dismissed, but rather evidence upon which the court can decide to dismiss the case. Uh... Q heads and, and Trump supporters are really excited about this whole Flynn thing, but I really do think, and I could be wrong, but I really do think that they're counting their chickens before the eggs have hatched uh, because, to the best of my understanding, the judge has the right and the capacity to bring a special trial into session in order to hear the arguments from the DOJ and give the DOJ the opportunity to explain their rationale and present whatever evidence they think supports their rationale for dropping the case. That's a whole nother issue, right? We're going to have to put a pin on in that, put it up on the big giant corkboard, because along with the whole, like, Hillary Clinton going to get arrested and James Comey going to get arrested... Mike Flynn has been one of those touchstone things that keeps the Q prophecy viable, despite the fact that it never really quite plays out the way they prophesize. The fact that any movement has occurred on it keeps them all salivating at the mouth. We'll have to see whether or not Flynn winds up in jail. He did plead guilty and assert multiple times in his own voice, publicly, in court, under oath, that his pleading guilty was genuine and sincere. 
So even if the DOJ refuses to proceed with its prosecution, I do think that there may be other things at work that are not being discussed. I mean, we have to really ask the, the very weird question about why he, uh, Mr. Flynn, has been in the sentencing phase of his proceedings, proceedings in court and yet has not quite yet been sentenced. I don't know why. I don't pretend to know why. But I have heard some very interesting sounding theories that include he is continuing to participate in other investigations. Now, if that's the case, the DOJ, uh, Bill Barr's uh, request that the case get dropped may amount to absolutely nothing, right? We'll have to come back and check that out. Let's turn our eyes to uh, what facts we can gather uh, right now, in this moment, about uh, where things are with COVID-19. Presuming that these facts are valid, that these numbers are real and legitimate and not some complex uh, and complicated uh, attempt to uh, deceive us all. According to the World O-Meter website, which has been awarded multiple times for being a trustworthy source for statistical information, and you can go double check that yourself. I'm not. I'm not trying to fool anybody. I'm just sharing what I've come across. Um, according to that site, the current grand total of coronavirus cases in the world stands at four million four hundred ninety-four thousand eight hundred seventy-three. The total worldwide deaths stand at three hundred one thousand seven hundred seventy-eight, and the total number of recovered cases stands at 1,691,502. When it comes to uh, new deaths as of the last, you know, uh, estimated as of this current 24-hour cycle, the U.S. continues to be number one at uh, over 1,000 deaths. Total new deaths... I mean, new deaths as of uh, estimated, mind you, as of for today, uh, 1,407. Total deaths confirmed as of yesterday, 1,772. New cases as of yesterday, 21,712. The grand total of deaths uh, in the United States calculated as of yesterday, stands at 85,197. And that is, as many news outlets have already reported, more deaths than Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq wars combined. Okay. So that's at that's at the top level. Let's take a look, a deeper look, because you know, 
every country is handling this differently, and every country is going through um, its own unique process of adjusting. And because I live in Trumptopia, um, I personally like to limit my critique to that of the Trumptopian response. I found an interesting new website. It is called endcoronavirus.org. And if their information is a, a reliable data set, then um, they're doing an interesting visual analysis. They are grouping states in the union into three categories. Winning, which they represent with green uh, data lines, and they've got the chart there for every state. Nearly there, and need action. So they posit the question, which states and territories do best in beating COVID-19? Or are, I think personally, I would have phrased it, are doing best. Because, you know, it's an ongoing process. But according to ncoronavirus.org, uh, the following states are in their first green category of states that are, are winning. They're there. They, are, uh, they have, you know, flattened the curve, as it were. They're bending it like Beckham, as, uh, as Stephen Colbert already beat me to that joke. Uh, but according to their data sets, uh, the following states and their daily new cases of COVID-19 over time in the 10-day average. And now these are a little, this, this information is a little lagging. Uh, and they let you know, this is last updated May 11th. And according to this disclaimer, their data source is the New York Times. Now, some people will blow it right there and be like, well, fuck that, the New York Times, blah, blah, blah. Let us give them the benefit of the doubt. Because, so far, from what I've looked at, everything seems to line up with other sources which I find credible. Okay, so according to this website, the following states are doing the best. Alaska, Guam. Yes, that is a member of the United States. Hawaii, Idaho, Montana, Vermont, the Virgin Islands, also a territory of the United States, for those of you who forgot, and Wyoming. Now, they've got their... Uh, their current total cases. Alaska is listed at 377 total. Uh, Guam, 1,117. Hawaii, 620. Idaho, 2,231. Montana, 454. Vermont, 926. The Virgin Islands, 68. And Wyoming, 661. All of these graphs indicate um, a steady and downward motion for those states since having reached their peak back in April. So uh, I wish I could get a little bit of finer detail. I wish that each chart was something I could click on. It's not. Hey, if you're listening and coronavirus.org, maybe give us that. Maybe let us click through on each one so I can see that state's charts in greater detail. That'd be awesome. 
Let's move on. According to this website, the states and territories that are nearly there, in other words, they seem to have peaked and they seem to be in the beginning days of a downward trend, but not 100% confirmable yet as far as a it's verified downward trending. So they're they're on the they're on the cusp. They're on the verge of, right? Uh, according to this list, those states are Connecticut, with thirty three thousand five hundred and fifty three cases. Louisiana with thirty one thousand five hundred and ninety nine cases. Maine with one thousand four hundred and thirty five cases. Michigan with 47,114 cases. New Jersey with 30... That's... Wait, my eyes are playing tricks on me because these numbers are really small. Um, 138,531 cases in New Jersey. New York, uh, 340,655 cases. Puerto Rico, 2,195. West Virginia... 1,361. That's quite a spread. And obviously New York State, the the leading hotspot uh, from the get-go here in the United States. And as, as Governor Cuomo has pointed out multiple times in the last uh, fortnight or so, uh, if you take New York State's numbers out of the national average... The national average is continuing to trend up. It is a good sign that more states have joined New York in this downward, you know, almost their downward, downward trend, and that we have as many states as we do in the green category. Uh, and it's, it is, it's a pretty interesting and fascinating thing that in that green category, the biggest number is 2,231 if I'm reading that correctly. Now, the rest of the states are states and territories that need to take action. And it's a longish list. I'm going to do it in reverse alphabetical order just for shits and giggles and variety. Wisconsin has 10,218. Mind you, for each of these states, the numbers are still climbing. And they are still going up. Their 10-day average is upward trending, not downward trending at all. So Wisconsin, and it's curious that Wisconsin's at the bottom of the list. Uh, I That was just a happy accident. I didn't realize that Wisconsin was at the bottom of the list. And the reason I find it interesting is because, of course, Wisconsin is at the, at the, at the bold and very right-wing place of leading the country in reopening without taking fuck all for precautions. To the best of my understanding, and please forgive me, Wisconsin, if I'm incorrect in this, Wisconsin is, as of yesterday, officially open for business. There are no more stay-at-home guidelines or orders. There is no status of, of, of quarantining. There is no more restrictions on travel. There are no business restrictions in, in the way businesses should operate. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. And, to the best of my understanding, Wisconsin has provided zero guidelines for any kind of moderate social distancing moving forward. In other words, they just turned everything back on as if it were 2017 and we're just going to go fight for Trump uh, in the next election. (laughs) And Wisconsin, as of uh, this particular data set's uh, recording, has got... 10,218 cases and trending upwards. So we should really keep a a steady eye on Wisconsin's um, numbers over the next three weeks to see what happens. In a non-judgmental way, of course, right? Like we're not here, I'm not here to judge anybody or to, I'm here to, to make social criticism and be a bit of a satirist uh, but also to remember, remind the world that life is absurd and that we must address its absurdism appropriately. Take that to mean whatever you want, uh, but know that it means something very specific to me. Okay, I digress. Let's, let's review the list of states here in the red column. Wisconsin. 10,218 and climbing. Washington, 17,877 and climbing. Virginia, 24,080. Utah, 6,250. Texas, 40,026. Tennessee, 15,059. South Dakota, 3,512. South Carolina, 7,651. Rhode Island, 112. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. 11,272. Pennsylvania, 60,035. Oregon, 3,226. Oklahoma, 4,588. Ohio, 24,083. North Dakota, 1,490. North Carolina, 14,782. New Mexico, 4,859. New Hampshire, 3,069. Nevada, 6,148, Nebraska, 8,316, Missouri, 9,905, Mississippi, 9,500, Minnesota, 11,270, Massachusetts, 77,791, Maryland, 32,690, Kentucky, 6,485, Kansas, 7,044, Iowa, 11,956, Indiana, 24,632, Illinois, 77,658, Georgia, 32,265, Florida, 40,585, District of Columbia, 6,271, Delaware, 6,446, Colorado, 19,000, 593. California, 68,006. Arkansas, 4,011. 
Arizona, 11,117. Alabama, 9,883. If you're listening in coronavirus.org, if I may humbly submit the following feature requests. Clickable graphs, I want to be able to click through to Utah and see greater detail. I want to be able to read those numbers more accurately on the overall list. That'd be awesome. So a little bit bigger, please. And also commas. Can we get some commas? Can we get some decimal place commas so I can uh, more accurately read the number and not screw up as often? And can we get the list to be sortable? I'd love to be able to sort this red list um, in order to visually confirm with mathematical accuracy who has the most cases. Off the top of my head, I think it is probably California. It's hard to tell, but if I'm not mistaken, if, if I'm right, they have, we have, because I am a resident of California, um, the largest caseload number. And our line continues to trend upwards. And it's interesting. There's been a lot of hubbub made of some of these interesting facts. Um, that, Like, for example, California had one of the earliest um, statewide stay-at-home orders. And yet it has one of the largest overall case numbers. In New York, uh, there's been a lot of noise made about the fact that if you were to break down the origin source of new patients, most new patients are people who claim to have been staying at home. Now, there's plenty of good reasons, plenty of normal reasons for why that would be to any, like, you know, rational thinker. Obviously, um, in places with more people, there will be more cases, period. And no matter how quickly you shut down, the simple fact of the matter that this disease has been spreading sooner and earlier and faster than we initially reported, right? That I don't mean we as in myself, but rather that we humans told ourselves about the virus um, and by the time we started to take the report seriously, it was probably already zinging around the world. Plenty of evidence for that has come out. Um, they have found new, quote-unquote, patient zeros earlier than previously assigned, you know, uh, in different localities here in Trumptopia. Uh, and there's just the simple reality of it. Mother Nature is good at what she does. And what she does is create an infinite variety of life forms and explore how those life forms do what they do through evolution. Mother Nature has been making diseases and pathogens and bacteria for longer than we've been around. Dare I say, She's probably really good at it. Better than any human endeavor can get, I would imagine. I could be wrong. I say that because there's a lot of folks out there 
that want to desperately believe that this is a man-made virus, that this is a bioweapon, like engineered and designed by people, that there's patents. Now, I've heard the patent theory, and the rebuttal to that theory is that you're being encouraged to choose ignorance. The patents uh, being cited are for the genetic research into previous COVID pathogens, right? The COVID family of pathogens has been around for a very long time. This particular new novel coronavirus or COVID-19 or COVID-2, there's eight too many fucking names, uh, which immediately makes people doubt and wonder, right? But According to the scientists that I can take at face value as being serious, uh, th those claims of a patent on this disease are debunkable because those patents are on the genetic research for previous members of the family of this family of diseases. It makes sense to me, but according to the conspiracy theorists, that's me being ignorant. I digress. One thing that cannot be denied is that people are dying. Now, people die all the time. And that argument of people die more from this and people die more from that and we haven't stopped the world uh, for those other causes is a compelling argument. Uh, I myself, from the very beginning when the fear-mongering was uh, initiated, was reminding people that 500,000 people a month, if I'm not mistaken, die from air pollution. But we haven't stopped the world to solve air pollution. Hmm. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, could it be because... Too many of the profiteers, the high-end profiteers, would be impacted and their profits destroyed? Perhaps. Who's being impacted financially now by this uh, pandemic shutdown? It doesn't seem to be the massive, huge profiteers of the world. Barring the exception of perhaps of the airline industry, are they profiteers? Of course they are. Um, every, everybody that reaches a certain size begins to value profit over anything else, which is, in my humble opinion, severely toxic. But I digress. People are dying. And while we can argue and try to dismiss the fact that people are dying... We also risk endangering our own safety if we don't attempt to do something. I have a strange and kind of, you know, split down the middle nuanced position on what coulda, shoulda would have been regards to all of this. Um, and I certainly do not support, endorse, or approve of the way in which the Trump administration has handled this. 
do I think uh, that we could have handled this in a different way that wouldn't have oppressed so many people financially? Abso-fucking-lutely. Do I think that we should have just ignored it the way a lot of people suggest? No. I think that would have been a very serious mistake. And that's why I point out or bring up or call out Wisconsin. Bless their hearts, Wisconsinites, those of them who are enthusiastically supporting this reopening without any guidance, without any guidelines, without any social distancing, without any preventative measures whatsoever, they are choosing willingly, perhaps misguidedly, to participate in the experiment of finding out what will happen when you go back to quote-unquote normal. And mind you, I have lots to say about that normal, which in my opinion was not normal at all, but they're, they're willing to return back to normal and find out if this virus is being overhyped or if this virus is as deadly as some of the more alarmist-sounding scientists have described it. From what I know about Mother Nature, it is a mistake to underestimate her capacity to destroy us. She gave birth to us, and she gave birth to everything else that is alive. And I do not think she plays favorites. I could be wrong, but as I stated in a recent segment, Mother Nature has her own agenda. She has her own priorities. And I don't think those priorities have absolutely anything to do with politics. So it, it saddens me. It saddens me to see a society more ready and more willing to character assassinate each other than truly wrap our brains around what's going on. More people are ready and willing to debase themselves with character assassination tactics against whoever they disagree with than invest in real, measurable, verifiable scientific understanding of what's going on. Is science corrupt? Of course. Is it, do, do I blindly trust Big Pharma? Absolutely no. But are politicians better suited to make these kinds of decisions when it comes to infectious disease? That's a laughable opinion. And I see a lot of people dismissing scientists and reaching for that character assassination bazooka gun and aiming it at Dr. Fauci and Dr. Briggs and Dr. Bright in defense of their preferred politician 
and their preferred political opinion on what to do next. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. Uh, now, there's so much more that we could discuss, but I wanted to, to land on this. I didn't get to watch the entire uh, session, but from what I did see, Dr. Bright sounds not like a Trump delusional hater out to character assassinate Trump. He sounds like a deeply concerned human being that knows a thing or two about biology and how viruses work, who is deeply, deeply, deeply concerned about how ineptly and absurdly incompetent this administration's response has been. Is some of that fault uh, shareable with the previous administration? Absolutely. That's always true. Should this current administration blame the prior administration exclusively and get away with it? Hell no. That's stupid. How should we move forward? Right? That's the question we're all contending with. I'll tell you what, no disrespect to the citizens of Wisconsin, they are some of the most friendly and adorable people in this country, uh, to paint in broad, broad brushstrokes. Uh, but they are being used as guinea pigs to find out, in my opinion, whether or not this disease is only a few percentage points gnarlier than the flu, right? Because it isn't just the flu. Let's, let's stop that nonsense. It is a cousin of the flu, for sure. But it is not to be minimized. The flu itself is not to be minimized. Here's, an, along with the whole anti-masker thing, there is this anti-vaxxer meme going around that we've had the flu vaccine for X many years and we have not eradicated the flu. Yeah, that's a testimony to how adaptive and robust that little life form is. And perhaps an indictment to how um, pharmaceutical industry is willing to invest in remaining profitable more than it is willing to invest in being 100% effective. But that is not a sound rationale for wildly ignoring all of science. We must learn how to thread the needle between those two extremes or we will set ourselves up for truly horrific exposure to this or some future pathogen. Dr. Bright is really correct in his most direct criticism, which is we truly and genuinely have not been presented with a plan We've gotten 
vague as fuck bullet point guidelines, we've gotten the mutually contradictory claim that Donald Trump has ultimate authority and also that he's not going to do anything, that it's all up to the states. We've gotten a ridiculous bit of political theater, actually several quite ridiculous pieces of political theater, and no real, thoughtful, well-organized plan. Whatever plans may have existed prior to Trump's, quote, draining of the swamp, we don't have a valid plan now. Wishful thinking is not a plan. Saying he will miraculously go away in April was not a valid plan. Telling people to get their vaccines, but then also encouraging the base to believe that he is an anti-vaxxer is not a plan. Making fun of scientists while simultaneously cozying up to them and applauding them for their hard work is not a plan. Making the states compete against one another for extremely limited stockpiles of PPE is not a plan. Character assassination is not a plan. Reopening the entire state economy without any form of precautionary measures is not a plan. And this thing is not over. People are dying. People are getting sick. There's even been reports of reinfection. And we'll leave it with that. There is this notion that's been peddled by the White House and those on the right that we don't need to worry too much because, all right, some people will die. It's no big deal, but we will then get our herd immunity. It's, first of all, adorable seeing anti-science people like Mike Pence who believe you can pray the gay away, you know, simultaneously talk about how uh, herd immunity works. Uh, I don't even want to... I can't even... That's just a can of worms. Um, but... Fear-mongering about how the vaccine will be mandatory when there is no vaccine is also, uh, you know, one of those crazy things out there that's exemplary of the fact that on whatever you want to call the government's response, there is a concerted effort to muddy the waters, to cause confusion, to create fear and conflict. Independent of Trump's clusterfuck of incompetence. We've got to, as, as, as uh, Boris Johnson has been saying since uh, adjusting his guidelines, we must remain vigilant, friends. We must remain vigilant on many fronts. Mother Nature is one clever 
and occasionally nasty bitch. Don't believe me? Go isolate yourself in nature and then disrespect her. Tell me how that goes. <laughs> and what have we done? Ever since we toppled the Tower of Babel, we have destroyed Mother Nature's flesh and blood for money. We can keep, we can stay busy arguing about the politics of this pandemic. We can stay busy debating the veracity of the science. But if we continue to ignore Mother Nature, I personally believe we will suffer the consequences. Mother Nature is inviting us to heal. I have said this long before COVID-19 came around. The calling, should you choose to look within, is for healing. And we can talk about how healing is made manifest in another episode because I have been rambling long enough. I'm sure that there will be more moments of kangaroo court-like attempts to uh, debunk the science and, you know, blame the pol- you know, blame the opposing team of political uh, puppets. But let's remember, folks, political theater is just that. The more we engage in it, the longer we remain distracted from our spiritual responsibilities. As always, friends, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I have been your incorrigible host, Mr. Zeppo.